Good evening and welcome to Take Two. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you get something out of this time. And again, if you have questions, feel free to type them in and we will get to them. Um, I say that at the beginning when Gil's here. Uh, <laughs> good evening, Gil. But if you come in, we'll try to remember to announce that again later on as uh, things develop so that if there are any questions from Sunday, you can join in and bring those questions up. Uh, but I've got Randy here with me uh, this evening. And last Sunday, I spoke on prayer. Um, and, and I call it the politics of prayer just only because Jesus is uh, really kind of rebuking the hypocrisy of the Pharisees, mm -hmm. where they were making themselves known. And then he also kind of chastises the Greeks who used many words and thought by their many words they would be heard. And instead he says, you know, you're supposed to go to your father in secret and your father who sees in secret is going to hear you. Um, that's kind of, well, let me just read it. I mean, why am I doing that? <laughs> Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, Jesus says, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask. Let me start off by asking you, Randy. Um, I shared a little bit how I struggle with the idea of prayer sometimes. Um, do you have any times like that where you struggle, not necessarily to just pray, but what is prayer for? Does it do anything or is it? Yeah, yeah because there's, there's a conundrum wrapped up in this where you know, all the things, at least again, you know, I hate to always go back to what I used to think, but like the sovereignty of God and um, the, uh, which I'm not saying I don't believe in. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. I'm just saying maybe my thoughts about it. Have, yeah, it kind of comes up against it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if he's already, you know, if he's in control, <clears throat> what does my, you know, request do in the grand scheme of everything he's done or has planned. Right? Mm -hmm. So that conundrum happens. And I think that just beyond that, like I think you talked a little bit about just the difference between what Jesus is saying here and the experience that you've had mm -hmm. as far as, well, I prayed, I prayed a lot for this one thing to happen. Yeah. And it hasn't. So then I feel like personally, I won't throw this on you or anybody else, but there's some discouragement. Mm -hmm. I'm still like, well, why do I keep, why do I keep doing, why do I keep asking? Yeah. <clears throat> when I was young, like really young, I can remember there was a time. Um, uh, there was a time when my when my grandpa got sick and went to the hospital, and as a little, you know, maybe six, seven year old kid, I went to my room and I got down on my knees and I, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew like mm -hmm. I needed help. You know what I mean? Like I needed help, my grandpa. Yeah. And I prayed and I prayed. <laughs> 
And I remember my grandpa came home the next day, and I remember feeling this nudge, like God was saying, I heard you. Hmm. And that really, you know, that really bolstered my faith. Yeah. And then as I got older, that wasn't always the experience. And I'm like, what, how do I? Yeah, how do I balance that? And yeah. some, I've had similar things where I prayed, and it seemed very connected, yeah. you know, the answers. And it is it is very encouraging, and it's like bolsters your faith, and, and encourage you, yeah, I'm going to pray. And then those times where you do pray and it doesn't happen and it seems like it's within reach, right? It's not like I'm not asking a whole lot, right? I'm just asking for this little bit, something to go, you know, the way for somebody to get a job or, you know, something like that. And so those kinds of circumstances that we're confronted with, when we pray, especially later on when I go to Matthew 7, where Jesus says, ask, you will receive, seek, you'll find, knock, it'll be open to you. Um, you know, sometimes you ask and you don't, it doesn't seem like you receive, right? And I just wonder, maybe I'm thinking of receiving differently or the wrong way, um, you know, and that's kind of what I wanted to get to the heart of here. Because when he says, you know, don't pray that you might be seen and then don't heap up words thinking they're going to be heard. It's like, okay, I'm not supposed to be seen. I'm not supposed to be heard. What else is there in prayer? You know what I mean? I, I you know, if I, I'm not being seen and if I'm not, you know, and so not so much the scene, I, I'm okay with not being seen, but not being heard. Yeah, how's that? Yeah, don't I need to be heard? And then he says, go in your closet. And so he he kind of shines a light in, in this area of it's not the words, but it's that secret of what's happening in you that God is really concerned about, and that's where he wants to interact with us. There, for me, it's fascinating because throughout the scriptures, you we get a glimpse into the different way, the, the different ways that, you know, what we might consider the heroes of the faith have prayed. Mm-hmm. Right? We see, like, like all throughout Nehemiah, like he's, he's just kind of, he's on the move, but as he's going, he's like, yeah, you know, call him the arrow prayers, like, yeah, quick, hey, God, can you do this? <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and, and God's like in motion with him, right? And things mm-hmm. are happening all the time. Um, or uh, Elijah, like, prayed, prayed for the little boy that died. And, mm-hmm. Like, this little boy came back to life. Like, man, that's some cool stuff. Yeah. And God is right there in the moment with him. And, but then there's also times where, like, Joseph, Hmm. was taken yeah he was made a slave and he was in slavery praying for like, deliverance yeah for to be and heard and yeah he didn't get an answer to his prayer either yeah and, and so it's troubling if we think of it as well if god answers i'm good with him and if he doesn't answer something's wrong with me because that right. that's kind of what we see in some areas of faith, we kind of see that a little bit with Job and his hardship and his friends. You know, God wouldn't ever do this to someone who's good with him. So there must be sin in your life for this calamity to befall you. Yeah. And and we do have this kind of uh, shame-reward mentality that we carry into, I think, our relationship with God that can be very damaging. Um Hey, Brianna. Hi, Crane. Hey, our wives are here. So. Hey. <laughs> um, and Gil. He's not our wife, but anyway. Um, oh, Randy is real low. Okay. 
you know what? Hello. That should be better. I'm sorry. I did a recording with this oh, mic, it was on the car. Yeah, it and it was just picking up me. So hopefully that's better. Sorry, Randy. We'll repeat everything. Um, <laughs> thanks, Gil. Uh, but that shame reward culture <clears throat> seems to seep into our Christian life, um, sometimes in, in the weirdest ways, uh, because it's, I think, so prevalent in our society and how we see things. And, and I think it happens with me in this area of prayer, where I feel like I, I have to have everything right with God. You know, it's the uh, effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much, right? One of the scriptures say, and it's like, okay, does that mean I have to be righteous for my prayer to be heard? Or is there different meaning hidden in there? Um, that is more what I was trying to point to here, relational, right? Um, this idea, pray to your father and the word in the Aramaic is Abba, uh -huh. right? Yeah. And it's like that, hearing that, pray to your daddy, you know? And it's so weird because I know like you use that word every now and then when you're praying. And whenever I hear that word, for some reason, I always get like, I don't know, you know, it just daddy seems like irreverent in some ways, but it, it's not. It's actually probably a closer term we're supposed to see and understand, right? Yeah. And just hearing that at the beginning, you know, when you pray to your Abba, your daddy, then that makes it feel different, right? It does, yeah. Yeah, I used to, and this is where for me, um, I had the same thing. So I used to, used to work at a group home. And the lady there that was, she was my boss, but she was also the case manager for the girls in, mm -hmm. in, the, in the house uh, where I was a, a group home father. Of all words, right? <laughs> um, I remember we'd pray for the girls, and so she would come over, and she would, and she would start by saying, and she would just kind of be like, "It was, it was." And her name was Chris, and she was a fantastic woman. But like this idea of like, she would sit down and just be like, as if God is sitting right next to her. She's going to have a conversation with them. Hmm. So she would just be like, "Dad," and then she would start, you know, like, yeah, thinking about the girls and talking about the girls. And I was just like, I was always struck with like this level of intimacy that she had with God that I was like, I want that too. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and that's, that's what prayer does, right? Like, that's why I think, I mean, for sure in the case of, of Joseph, and this is why it's, it's frustrating. God had foreknowledge, right? Mm -hmm. God saw like, there's just wait, just wait there, Joe. Like, yeah. It's not going to be like this forever. Right. Like I have, yeah. like, we're going to fix some other stuff with you. Right. You're, yeah. You're going to, you're going to come in <laughs> handy, but right now you got to, you know, you got to hold on to where you're at, whatever, you know, but in, but in other cases like Nehemiah, where it's like, no, I think that Nehemiah was displaying the heart of God. And so it just makes sense that as he's going about this business that he knows mm -hmm. is, is kingdom work, right? That yeah. God is there with him and like and helping him and going with him and moving things, moving obstacles. Yeah. Making it so the king is supplying the lumber. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all of these different things. And so to me that there's some of it that makes sense. This is the intimacy of just being in step with God. Like I can pray and he's moving with me. Right. And other times God might be going, hold on, Randy. That's, you know what I mean? Like something yeah. else is coming down the pike and you don't see it yet. 
Yeah, and that is very relational, right? When you kind of are in that dynamic with God, then the prayers seem to match the flow of what God's doing. Yeah. You know, and, and this idea, I mean, we'll get into next week, you know, the will of God a little bit more in the, you know, Lord's Prayer. But it seems like that's a, an important part of this understanding and this asking and receiving maybe is just knowing who he is. So what we ask is in line with his kingdom, his heart, his character, right? Those kinds of things. And that allows us to maybe be more in a place where we're able to receive because we are doing the work and, and understanding those things. Um, the, the struggles are when it seems like we're doing those things, we're following as best we can, but the things aren't lining up, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, it. I almost wish like the book of Job, it didn't end well for Job. I just wanted to see what would happen then. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, no, he got the stuff back. You know, he got the kids back. It, it's There's a lot of things happening in Job, but or even in Joseph, you know. Um, yeah, you did all this time in prison and you were, you know, betrayed by your brothers, accused falsely, but still you got up to second in command, right? What happens to the guy who that doesn't happen to, mm -hmm. right? The the person who's betrayed, the person who stays in prison, who cries out but doesn't get delivered, um, you know? And, and that's where that idea of, you know, sovereignty and, okay, so what, is this the will of God for me to be here, to be, you know, betrayed by my brothers? Is that really? Because I, I have a hard time accepting that, you know, and that's where the freedoms that we have come into play. So then what does prayer do there if it doesn't get me out of prison or the circumstance I mentioned, like the child who has cancer, you know, the friend who's in the hospital and has yeah. been there for months, you know, um, or doesn't make it out. What do you do then? And, and I mean, well, let me, I mean, before I just tell you kind of how I wrestle with this, how do you wrestle with it? I mean, this is, this is serious. So, um, I, and I will, I will come, I know you, you on Sunday, you give a little confession, so I will mm -hmm. do the same. <laughs> I, I struggle with prayer when I am, when I'm feeling that way, right? When it's, when I feel like defeat, 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 and I'm praying for deliverance and I'm getting silence. Yeah. Right? And then I, and like I said, then my prayer life suffers. And sometimes I've had that happen for a very, very long time. Yeah. And I won't. I don't feel this intimacy with God. I don't feel like I'm in step with him. And I feel like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I feel like my feelings are hurt mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever it might yeah. be. Um, but in our house, it's funny because, you know, we're, uh, it could be because I can feel that way. And yet, um, I have children. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, and I'm horrible about this. I know I, I'm not going to, claim to be a saint about it but like right now we're teaching bella how to pray right mm -hmm. and so she will she's a constant reminder to me because if she stubs her toe daddy will you pray to jesus you know my <laughs> my toe she's crying yeah or i can't sleep or um you know i have bad dreams will you pray to jesus like mm -hmm. she that's her first step her first go-to 
hmm. for everything is like, <laughs> can you pray? And That's so cool. I'm constantly, I'm constantly like going, yes, yeah, of course we're going to pray. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, I'm just going to get her some Tylenol. And, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, stop the crying. Yeah. I'm going to fix this. <laughs> and, and so there's that. And then, you know, in little ways, those are convictions to me because I want to be, I want to do that too. I want like my mm-hmm. first instinct to be like, reach out for God, but it's not that way always. Yeah. Um, Brie had, <clears throat> we lost her, her friend a month ago. Yeah. And, you know, we were definitely praying for a different outcome. Yeah. And, and it wasn't what we hoped for. It wasn't what we prayed for. Um, and, you know, on, on the, uh, on the other side of that, we're also, you know, watching that friend's family go through their own hell. Right. Yeah. And it's, and those are not, those are not things that, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Um, we had, we had held on to hope, you know, yeah. as, as much as a, a, a person can, I think, till, until the news came. And so, um, that's a struggle. And I know that's a struggle for a lot of people, especially in the last couple of years. Yeah. And there's so many things being said and people are pulling things from scripture and so many ways, um, telling you that if you just have faith, um, and I came out of a church early on in my when I first, you know, became a follower of Christ, that was very uh, Pentecostal, kind of name it, claim it, prosperity gospel. And it was like drilled into us, don't doubt, don't doubt, don't doubt. You just got to hold on to faith, hold on to faith, hold on to faith. And and you find yourself wrestling like, I don't want to be the one who betrays and stops this from happening, you know. When my mom had cancer and we found out it had gone to stage four and was spreading throughout her body. You know, part of me said, okay, you know, I have to get ready for what could happen very likely. And that was part of me was like, no, you can't accept that. You've got to still pray for healing, you know, and then we went to city hope and they gave us some, you know, things that gave us hope. Um, But then those things didn't fall through. And eventually I had to come to the place where I said, you know what? I don't believe she's going to be healed. And I even stopped praying for her to be healed and started praying for us to be able to comfort her, speak to her and be with her through that time. And it almost felt like a betrayal to her. You know, it's like, and I, I mean, I still prayed for her, Lord, I'd love for you to heal her. I mean, it's like, I don't say the words just kind of like the Nehemiah prayer. It's just going, you know, I'm driving and I'm thinking, praying. Um, I mean, it seems like I'm always in this dialogue with God. uh, And it, 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 he knows my, you know, ADD and he's fine with it. So it can jump from all these different places, but those things happen. I'm praying, oh, yeah, I'd love to see her heal, but okay, help me to deal with this. And what can we do for this? And it's a struggle because am I betraying her because I didn't pray? There's some Christians, you know, I use that term, um, who would say, why did you doubt? You know, that doubt is what caused Peter to sink. That's what caused the cancer to spread. And it's like, oh, great, that's all I need is more shame, you know, to deal with these things. But some people are, are locked into this 
holding on to something because if I doubt <clears throat> and and do you think that's what Jesus means like in Matthew 7 when he's saying seek you'll find knock it'll be open you know uh, ask and it'll be given <clears throat> do I think that, do I think he's asking us to have this 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 unending hope well, I mean, because I think he is asking us to have hope. Yeah. But I think it's different than expecting an answer. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, like in the case with my mom, I, I don't believe I was wrong to stop praying for healing and start praying for something else. I, I felt like this was the right thing in my relationship with God and the way I was feeling and seeing these things. Um that seemed to be the direction and, and there was still hope. Yeah. Right. There was still hope, but I guess the question is like, when you pray, believe that you have received, what does that mean in, in these kinds of situations? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> again, this, this is why, um, I think twofold, right. This is why people lose faith. Mm-hmm. And this is also why some people have an even more intimate relationship with God. Yeah. Right. Like one of those two things is going to result from this. Mm -hmm. Like either, either we're going to be like, he didn't do what I asked, even though he said he would. And I mm -hmm. believed, right. Like I, I put all my eggs in this basket yeah. of belief. My and chips I, were all in. Yeah. And, and I am completely now let down. And is he even real? Is he even good? can I even rely on him for anything? Right. Yeah. It might, is my soul saved with them? Right. Like, <laughs> like if you're going, <laughs> yeah. if you're going, like if you're wondering all these things. So, and then on the other hand, some people will go through something like that. And, uh, and if it kind of forces their hand to, to even dig deeper, right. To like, mm -hmm. to go, you know, who, yeah. where else am I going to go? Like, yeah. And that's the, that's what I love about the Matthew 7 passage, right? Because if, if your child asks for this, won't you give them that? And then if you, being evil, know how to give good things, how yeah. much more will your Heavenly Father, you know? It, it, it's that appeal to what I do know, that sense, right? And I shared some circumstances with me as a father where I was unable to change the circumstances. I was unable to stop, you know... I was unable to answer why things happened. I was unable to stop the pain that they were going through. All I could do was be present, right? All I could do is be there and hold them and try to comfort them just with my love, right? And, and, and I think that there is something in that that is actually a part of prayer with what Jesus is saying, as your parents would do to your kids, then... God's going to do with you. He's going to be present with you. And, and yeah, he might not be able to bring, you know, the healing and, and or not, you know, it's not that he's not able. I don't even know how well, that, that works. That healing is part of how we develop and grow as people. Yeah. And how we're able to help other people go through painful circumstances. So yeah. we're, we're always like, I, I get that. And I get maybe that's a platitude, but at, at the same time, there's there's truth in that because I've seen it happen. And so, I mean, yeah, I had, uh, I think I've shared this with you before, but when 
when when my firstborn, when Judah was two and a half, he he was diagnosed. Um, at the time, he was diagnosed with moderate autism, and um, and I asked questions like, "Well, what does that what does that mean? Like, what's that look like in twenty years or thirty yeah. years? And when he's fifty, what's up?" And the lady was like, "Well, some some people with this diagnosis are able to." Um, you know, find, find menial jobs and, you know, but he'll probably not ever be on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all these things, it was like the most horrible thing you could hear when you have yeah. a two and a half year old. <laughs> I still want to punch that lady in the throat, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's, but so I went through like a long period of like, uh, like I was mad at God. <clears throat> I think I told you that for, it was at least six months. It might've been way much longer than that, but before I even started to heal, it was six months. Yeah. And, um, and you know, now like in, in, in hindsight, like that's why I was telling you, like he just got his first job. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't go through a special program. He just like, he went, he interviewed on his own. Like he, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. it's like, so I do see God answering prayers, just maybe not the way I wanted him to at the time. Mm-hmm. And that was 16 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, um, it's it's mysterious. Let me push into you, like what pushes back to me when those things happen. Um, was it God answering prayer? How do you know it just didn't? Isn't something that would have happened? Yeah, right. Those kinds of things, and, and and the reason I'm pushing in that because this whole idea of I have to get something for what I'm asking is what I wrestle with, right? It's, this is what we've asked for. How do I know it's God? It, it, and, and I just feel like, gosh, how do you explain God, right? I mean, how do you go into this? I, I feel like the sovereignty of God is not as we think it is, like the will of God, and I'm kind of tipping my cards for next week. I don't think the will of God is like this, you know, fine line we have to follow. And it's these things. I feel like the will of God is, is a river, right? And, and it's flowing and it's going from here and it's getting to there. And not all the water is going to get there. Some of the water is going to splash up on the rocks. Some of the water is going to swirl around here. I mean, but it's not changing what's happening, right? And, and our lives are moving in this direction. And sometimes, you know, you get the job. Sometimes you get the healing. Sometimes, you know, you get the girl. I don't know. It just sounds like, should they? <laughs> you know, it's sometimes things go your way with the things that you're asking. And it's all just part of this stream that's going there because it, it, it's just moving in that direction, right? But when you don't get the healing, it, it doesn't stop this river from moving in that direction. And it doesn't stop you being part of or in God's will. You're still a part of that water that's rushing down. You're still participating in the will, the work, the kingdom of God in this you know, sense. It, it just doesn't look like 
we're used to looking, which is I want to have a little bit more control of how it looks. Mm -hmm. I, I want to know if he hears, this is how he hears, this is how he answers. And then if it doesn't work, I have to find that platitude, yes, no, or you know, not yet kind of things that give me comfort, which again, could mean anything if you look at it. It could, that could, you could believe in God and say that and not believe in God and that comes true, right? So how does it all work together? And I think I just need to readjust my image of how God works, how big God is, and deal more in that daddy understanding. Yeah. Because then I'm not just, I don't matter, right? I mean, consider the sparrows, right? You're more valuable than they are. That Your hair is numbered. Those things... Like, okay, so even though I might splash up on the rock, I matter. I'm still a part of the family. I, I still am present. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... It, it, it's actually, you know, what... Uh, uh, so speaking of my son, Judah, when, when I was talking to him, this was, you know, maybe four or five years ago, and we were talking about the sovereignty of God, right? Mm -hmm. Which, you know, he's 14 at the time, right? Like, yeah, but he, the, the, that's the exact illustration he gave me. Hmm. Like, like he, like he heard what I was saying and like, you know, thought through it some, and then he was like, I, so he's like, so you're saying it's like a river and like, you know what hmm. I mean? Like, and it was pretty interesting because hmm. that's what he took out. That's what he took from it. Mm -hmm. Same idea. Like, like, uh, there's a, there's an, there's maybe a, a beginning and an end, mm -hmm. but he's not so much micromanaging every move. Yeah. I get that. And I get what you're saying. I feel like for, for me, um, maybe in this circumstance for me to say, I've seen God answer prayers in his life. Um, maybe that doesn't matter so much to me is, is seeing where my son is and yeah. still being thankful. Yeah. And again, that gets to the, the daddy part, right? Yeah. That, that gets to the, the relational aspect of prayer. Because I think, at least in, in my experience, that's what's been important. You know, when, when I don't feel like God's there and I don't think that God cares, I still go to him and pray. Which is, I don't know, to me that's something, right? That means something to me that I still will go there even though I feel like you're not, but it's like, no, where else can I go? This is the only place I can go. And, and this is where my life comes from. This is my source. This is, and again, it is that secret place in me that cries out to the, you know, secret place of God. Um, and so to me, that's been everything. You know, that, that, yeah. that means so much to me. It's almost like, again, my soul is crying out for what my head just can't figure out. I mean, and that's, that's the essence of faith. Yeah. We're going, I can't, you know, like you didn't answer the last three prayers, but I still need you. Right. Like yeah. I'm still, I'm still going to, I'm still like wailing out because like I said, where else, where else am I going to go? Yeah. And, and, and again, I, Whenever I start to try and figure God out, 
you know, and I go through kind of that reform theology or I go through that kind of that chess master theology, which I believe for most of the time, I still believe that to some degree, but then throw in this relational ideology and it, it just kind of doesn't fit in either one of these, right? Yeah. It, but it, it does fit in both of them, if that makes sense. It, it, in other words, you can have all these other things, but if you don't have this, none of these work. Yeah. At least for me, you know, if I don't have this, then I don't want either of those, you know, kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if I don't matter to him, if, if he doesn't care, then his sovereignty doesn't mean a whole lot to me. You know, if he doesn't really care about me, then that would be a terrible thing. You know, if he's just sovereign, does whatever he wants, but doesn't have regard to people, yep. which, you know, we don't believe because of Christ. Um, but those are the things that, again, it, it goes back to that love. I, I remember hearing this story. Um, I, I shared it maybe the last time I spoke or time before that maybe, but this, this story about, um, it was a, it was actually not a story, it was a blog post I read where this guy was talking about his trip to, to Israel. And um, he said, you know, he got off the airplane and went to the bathroom because it's a long, it's a long flight. <laughs> and he said while he was in there, um, he saw a dad, um, uh, you know, Jewish family, Jewish dad and son, father and son, and looked like the son had been crying, looked like he got in trouble, probably for wandering away or whatever mm -hmm. happens in airports, right? And... Um, and he said, but this at this point when he walked in and he saw the transaction, he said the, it was like the dad was done being mad, right? Mm -hmm. And he got down on his knees or down to the kid's level so he could look him in the face. And he said, um, and this is just an interesting spin on what we're talking about with this this father-son thing or this you know uh, idea of Abba. He said, when I'm asking you to obey me, I want you to call me Abba. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> mm -hmm. because that's like, like daddy, like you said, is it, is it too irreverent? But mm -hmm. it's also more than just intimacy. Yeah. It's like, we're in this, we're in this together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want you to stay close to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want you to get lost here at the airport. I want you to stay close to me and, and I want you to call me Abba. Yeah. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. It's beautiful. It, it, it's Again, I think it's really what Jesus is pushing to in this. We, we can't miss that word in this context of prayer. We also can't miss, um, and we'll get into it a little bit next week too, the idea of prayer. And he seems to always include things like verse 12 in Matthew 7. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. There's also this, you know, you praying and you better be nice, right? <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> this is connected to that in some, you know, way. Um, it, and it's funny, even when he's talking about moving mountains and you need to forgive if someone's forgiving you, you mm. need to do the, it's like, what? I am asking for mountains to move. Why do I have to talk about forgiveness? And, and again, we, we lose that 
understanding of connection, you know, and the our father, our father, it's not my father, yeah. you know. It, it, a lot of that is just that forgive us as we forgive those, right? There's this pluralistic language that's being used that seems to be integrated in a lot of the idea of prayer with Jesus that I, I find fascinating. Um, because for us, many times, I thought I was in the closet. I thought it was just me and God. But it's me and God understanding I'm part of this collective. Yeah. Right? And, and if it doesn't show up, maybe even in my prayer, then, you know, it's again, Lord, thank you for this parking spot. You know, it's like, well, I'm glad you got it, but that that lady with the bad hips gonna walk <laughs> twice as far now. You know, oh, God has favor with me. Um, Do we extend this into the Dodgers, or we can't go there? <laughs> ah, I don't care. Uh, I'm just happy they won last night. Uh, but please, Lord, let them win. You know, I mean, but those things, like, I don't think God really cares if the Dodgers win or not. I don't think God cares if I'm a dog trainer or I'm an electrician. And I use that word care lightly. I don't think that's the important thing, right? I think he cares what kind of dog trainer I am to people. I think he cares how I act as electrician with people. He cares about how I conduct myself wherever I'm at with whatever I do, right? He, you know, at the game, I went to the Dodger game last night with my son and there were some Giants fans sitting there, you know, and everyone's, you know, harassing them and stuff. It was, it was pretty cordial. There was one guy who's a little drunk and I was like, okay, watch that guy. But, um, <laughs> otherwise it was kind of just joking back and forth. And when the Dodgers had clearly won, they were getting up and leaving early and everyone was harassing them, right? Oh, oh, you know, when it's, just, oh, you know, when you know, right? Everyone's just telling them. And, you know, it's just kind of funny egging at them. Um, but I, I don't think, you know, that them winning matters. How I treat those people matters, right? If I'm going to be a jerk and, you know, try and, you know, I don't know, humiliate them or just make them feel bad or some people who just get angry and violent, um, well, then God cares, right? Those are things that are in violation of his character. You know, me being a dog trainer, I don't think it's in violation of his character. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. Right. I, rooting for the Dodgers, I don't think it's in right. violation of the character of God. Rooting for the Giants is. Um, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, but even like, you know, um, there, there were tax collectors in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't make them change their their job. Yeah, just the way they did their job. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 sh I shouldn't say made, but like, he, that's yeah. what happened, right? Yeah, he he just kind of called them to be. Yeah, you know what he believed they needed to see themselves as. You know, as children, loved, as belonging to the father, part of the the work, part of the kingdom. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, that's moving closer to the will of God. And, and so, again, that's very relational. Right? That That's not an answer of who's going to win, you know, this conference or the World Series. I don't think God really cares, you know. Again, that word cared. I don't yeah, know I get what you're saying. You know, I don't think God's concerned with those things. I don't think he's like, oh, 
No. I mean, it's a it's a game after all. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Game. But I mean, even in gosh, that can branch out though to other things. That can branch out into other areas of life, right? Um, and it gets a little messy because again, this whole sovereignty thing is beyond our ability to understand. the The best we can do is grapple with it, you know, and wrestle through things. But there's a lot of things that I, I don't think God is so concerned about like we are. And it's not that they aren't important to us and God doesn't care about what we feel. It's just, there's a lot of water going down this way. Right. And and sometimes this is part of that river and sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's shiny and you can swim in it. And, you know, it, it just, that's kind of how life is. And I've, I've had to accept that, I think, to keep myself from going crazy mentally about this. Mm-hmm. If I don't accept that, you know, it's okay sometimes that difficult things happen. Not okay that, you know, like, no big deal. It, it's, that's going to happen in life. In the world, we will have trouble. Yeah. Right? And... I should expect it to happen. And it's not because I'm out of God's will. It's just a part of how things are at this time. And I don't know if, when, how things will change, but that seems to be an important part of that. So then how does that affect my prayer? If in this world I'm going to have trouble or the poor you will have with you, you know, these things that just seem, well, that's not good either, Lord. How do I pray with these things present and a part of life? Mm-hmm. You know, do I pray for them to stop or do I pray for me, myself, to learn how to care and love others in the midst of it? That That's where I go because I don't know where <clears throat> else to go. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, maybe that's another, you know. That's another conundrum, but maybe it's a maybe it's both and like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, we're gonna raise more questions than we answer. Then I'm doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope though, even in that statement, there is hope. You know, like you mentioned earlier, um, I I still have hope, even though their suffering. I still have hope, even though difficult things happen and heartbreaking things happen. Um, I still have hope and it's okay to have hope and hurt at the same time. And I think that's an important, I don't know, epiphany for me um, in my faith is to recognize these things happen. They work hand in hand and God is close to the brokenhearted. You know, as the scripture says, you know, why can't he just stop the brokenhearted? Well, that's just not how things are. And so God really deals in reality. And so this is how it is. And this is where he shows up. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you're expecting a a nice, you know, happy thing. This might not be it. (laughs) But I, I hope it's something that draws us into that depth of relationship yeah and i think that's what this whole portion of scripture is pointing toward yeah these guys are 
wanting to be recognized. These guys, <clears throat> you know, these the Greek folks with their fancy language and mm-hmm. in, in many words, they don't have this relationship. And that's yeah. why we're supposed to go be alone with God. Yeah. And call him daddy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's the heart of what he's saying here. And so when we start thinking about how do we get prayers answered? How do we get these things done? I think we're missing the point. It's like, how can I go to my God as that endearing parent? Right. And again, I mentioned too that Jesus uses this language. But if you have a hard time with daddy for whatever reasons, you don't have to use that language. Right. right? It's not like, oh, that's the word you have to use. I talked to someone today, and she she mentioned that, that it, it was important to her that I mentioned that at the beginning, you know, that it wasn't just a male, that it, yeah. it, it wasn't that just, okay, it has to be that father figure. It could be, you know, there's plenty of times where a mother or a female uh, presentation is used for God. Yeah. And so um, we yeah. know that God's not a man. Right. Or a woman. And so this is just language that Jesus used to help us understand. And so whatever yeah. language will help you to understand. And particularly this, the, his audience. That, were, uh, that culture. Yeah. Yeah. Father was very big. It was a big thing in that time. And I mentioned some of that, too. Just the whole idea of what the fathers were in both cultures. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But there's definitely uh, probably to some degree some... Um, you know, in our culture, we we're reading this and we're and we're just perpetrating mm-hmm. or, or you know extending this whole idea of like uh, that that doesn't need to really doesn't really have a place anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's good that you acknowledged it. And I'm just saying I'm calling myself out because a lot of times I do the same thing when I'm when I'm teaching or when I'm studying or when I'm praying or whatever it is. Like I have I'm I'm extending old culture yeah and you know gosh we do that in so many ways we 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 miss the point when we focus on those things right you know i have to talk about farmers because that's what jesus talked about right you know it's like i don't know anything about farming you know it's like why can i use another (laughs) illustration besides a farmer planting seeds you know um but those are things to help us connect to you know what we do understand and so hopefully this can help us at least connect to the point that Jesus is trying to make by yeah. using this, you know, as a parent, especially, um, I find it very, I think I've learned more about God by being a parent than I have just about anything else. Right. I mean, the ideas of loving someone with this unconditional thing, shows up most I think in that relationship of mine and so it's shown it's revealed to me a lot about who God is by how I feel and that's why I love that Matthew passage with you then right he's like saying see how you feel that's something's going on there that should help you understand God yeah right and I love that because I can feel that, right? It's like, I don't know about God, but I know about what I feel towards my kid, you know? And and so to me, that is so helpful. And 
kind of, again, goes back to the heart of what I think Jesus is getting to. Yep. Yep. Any final thoughts or things that you would like to throw out there regarding prayer or these passages? Yeah, I mean, not, not anything new or exciting. I just think, you know, this idea of, of, the, of the purpose of prayer, which is kind of always maybe a little bit, has been a little bit of an enigma because am I praying? To, am I only praying to ask for stuff? Mm-hmm. I feel like that a lot. <laughs> or am I just, you know, bringing a conversation to God about like what's happening in life? I feel like it always leads in, you know, there's so funny when, when, um, people are trying to teach you how to pray and like, Mm -hmm. here, here we have this, you know, here's an acronym. Here's Uh acts. Like, you know what I mean? Make sure you acknowledge God before you ask for anything. You know what I mean? Like Uh those types of things. It's like, yeah, what, what no, (laughs) we don't, we don't need to follow steps. How you doing? (laughs) Antonio. Antonio. How you doing, man? Good, I'm good. Are you the Antonio I know? You, I'm ah. the Antonio you know. <laughs> there you are. I see you now, man. <laughs> We're just finishing up a podcast, man. But, yeah. Oh, no worries, man. Good to see you, guy. Good to see you. Yeah, I got to talk with you, man. See, what's up? What's wreck? What's wreck? No, I, I appreciate that because it is a conversation, right? It is yeah. something that's fluid and moving, kind of going with that river. Yeah analogy and stuff so very good all right you guys well thank you we got a friend here right now so we're gonna we're gonna check on out and thank you guys for tuning in if you have any questions again you can post them and bring them here sunday and we'll try and get to those and appreciate you guys joining in take care you have been listening to the genesis podcast we invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.